Hey, how are you today? Glad to have you with me. This is the season finale of the season five of the Down South IT Podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time here, where you been? We missed you. You got to go back and catch up now because we got plenty, plenty that we've done before. So today we're going to be talking about mesh routers. Something I kind of been teasing for a while, but uh, finally got ahead when I went ahead and did it. And of course, not only that, I have to get to a few announcements, of course, being that this is the season finale. That means that there will be no podcast episodes, at least live podcast episodes. I'll be doing the My Two Cents episodes and those kinds of things as things come out and as I have time, of course. But this will be the actual last podcast episode until January 12th. That's when the new season kicks off, so you can look forward to that. Another announcement going on is that this is, I actually have a giveaway going on right now. So if you would like to win for free a Google Nest Mini, also known as the Google Home Mini, the little small hockey puck looking home assistant speaker, Bluetooth and Google enabled speaker, then you can win one for free. And of course, as soon as I said that, mine started to go off. So not only will you get the Google Nest Mini speaker, you also get a GE Smart Plug. It's a combo pack. So you can get both for free, all you have to do is enter and head to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, and they'll have a pop-up pop-up on the homepage. You can click the link in there. It'll take you straight to the page. Just scroll down to the bottom, fill in your name, email address, hit submit. You can submit as many times as you want. It's all good. The more times you enter, the better your chance to win. You have until this Friday, the, the Friday after this podcast drops. So it'll be Friday the 11th. And the contest ends at 6 p.m. Central Time. I'll be announcing the winner that same night at 7 o'clock Central Time. So watch your emails, watch Facebook, keep an eye on the show page on Facebook because that's where I'll be doing the announcement. So keep an eye on that. Enter as many times as you want. There's no limit. You can do it 100 times if you want. It's all good. That's the rules. Good luck to everybody. I want as many people to, to jump on this as possible because I want to have at least somebody win and have a good, you know, nice little gift for the holidays, whether it's for you or for somebody else. It's all it it doesn't matter. I just want somebody to have a nice little gift on me. So that's why I'm doing a giveaway. You can find all the rules and a picture of the, the combo pack right there on the giveaway website. And if you don't feel like waiting for the pop-up to come up on the homepage, you can just head over straight to it. It's downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash giveaway. And of course, after you've made a couple of submissions to try to win your free Google Nest Mini, go ahead and run to the top of the page and click store and go check out some of the stuff in the merch store. I have some cool stuff up on there, water bottles, t-shirts, all kinds of different things that you could get, you know, with the, the podcast logo on it. I even pulled different designs from different seasons because they had some pretty good ones in there. So go ahead, check that out. If you want to get a t-shirt, anything like that, anything I make off of that website goes straight to doing different builds and different projects for the podcast. 
So that if you get something on there, that actually helps me out tremendously. So please do that if you don't mind. And one more bit of housekeeping is not only can you find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music now, which is that's fairly new. But you can see all of the videos that I also have on Rumble. So if you know of anybody that uses Rumble or is can check me out on there as well, Down South IT Podcast. So now that the housekeeping is out the way, we're going to get into mesh router systems. And most of these are just known as mesh routers. And what they are is basically it's going to be a combination of devices. It's going to be a couple of different things. They actually use different devices so it's going to be multiple devices spread throughout your home and these actually act as not only as routers but also as a bridge and an access point at least the good thing is there's no setting or anything like that that you have to do this is just how they work each device is considered what they call a node so you have a main node or a hub that's going to be where your modem is that plugs in and that's going to be kind of your central central server basically and then everything else is going to be other nodes through that you have spread throughout the house are going to be satellites or is what most people term them as the satellites but all in all they all are considered nodes now most of the newer systems do come with either two or three nodes to start you can add more if you need to cover a bigger area and it just kind of depends on how big your house or the area that you want to cover is to how many you're going to need. Now, there are pros and cons to just about everything on this planet. But as far as mesh Wi-Fi systems, here, here are a few pros. And you can check all, the, all of this out on the show prep. It's on the homepage. The link is right underneath the embedded player. You can check it out there. Pro number one, you get better signal strength over a larger area. So being that you have nodes, say in every other room or every room of your house, you're going to be that much closer to something that gives off your Wi-Fi signal. So your Wi-Fi is going to be stronger in more areas of your house. If you have a larger house or even like a warehouse or something like that, that you want to use these at, these are perfectly fine and suited for that. But you will, there are some sacrifices with that that I'm going to get into a little bit later. Now, next up, you do have no need to really manually change your network whenever you sign on. So usually if you're using a, a single router and some extenders, I can't say to, for everyone, but some of them, if you want to hook, if you want to connect to the extender, you have to sit there and manually change the network that you're on. Your device, your phone, your tablet, whatever, won't automatically switch from one to the other as you walk around. With a mesh system like this, everything is basically on the same channel. Everything uses the same SSID. So whenever you get whatever happens to be closest and whatever one is stronger, that's the one that your phone is gonna connect to by default. So you don't have to sit there and change things whenever you do that. And speaking of extenders, you don't need extenders for these because each one in itself is technically an extender. It's extending your Wi-Fi signal throughout your house. One other good thing, which is going to be number four on my pro list, is that this actually replaces your current router. This is something that kind of surprises a lot of people. 
that whenever you get a mesh system like this, they think that you have to use this either in tandem with your current router or, you know, they're, you, you're using it and you hook it to your current router or something along that line. And that's not the case at all. This actually replaces your current router. So your main node actually plugs directly into your modem. The only time you may have something along this line that you may have to deal with is if you get if you have a modem and router combo that you get from your ISP, then you may end up having to kind of play around with the, the settings a little bit to turn off as much of the router side of it as you can and basically just use it as a modem. But for all intents and purposes, this replaces their, your regular modem setup. Next up is if you want to increase your range, if you want to add more coverage to a given location, all you have to do is add another node. Once you get the node set up, it acts just like all of the other ones and you'll be able to get Wi-Fi in that area. Again, it's just basically setting up everything on the same channel and SSID is all the rest. Doing that is a lot easier than having to either run cable or sometimes even setting up an extender if you have a really large house. So using one of these is, is a lot easier to set that part up than it is to go the other route as far as, especially if you have to run cable. Now the last thing on my pro list is that if one of your nodes fails, you still have a working network. So if you have four nodes spread throughout your house, and one of those happens to fail, you can replace just that one, but all the rest of it, everything else is still gonna work. So you're still gonna have a new, you know, all your network, everything's gonna work in all of those places that those other nodes are. You're just gonna be in that one area where you won't have coverage. So there are a lot of upsides with a mesh Wi-Fi system, but there are a lot of cons too. There are a lot of, there are quite a few downsides. First off, they're more expensive. Whenever you're talking about basically two to three to maybe four mini routers, you're looking at possibly, you know, at, at the very least two to three hundred dollars for a basic setup of two, maybe three. So using these are is quite a bit more expensive up front. The coverage that you get is a lot, like I said, a lot better. So depending on your home, your office, whatever you're using these for, if coverage is more what you're looking after rather than cost, then these probably won't be too big of a deal for you. Next up is going to be that you actually, a lot of these, you need a phone or a tablet to set these up. So, I mean, they do have some people that, believe it or not, do not have smartphones in this day and age. So if you are happen to be one of those people, you will have a fun time trying to set these up because you need an app to get all of these set up. So that's just it's not necessarily a con, but that is something that, you you know, if you're doing this for, say, your parents or somebody that doesn't have a smartphone, you may have to set this up if you have one. And speaking of setup, number three, this setting these things up can be a little bit complicated, especially whenever you're going through and trying to set up multiple nodes at one time. So that can be a little bit daunting of a task if this is something that you've not never done before or you're not really tech savvy. A lot of the apps are fairly user friendly, but there's a lot of options as far as routers go that most people don't know what they are. And to get the most out of it, 
you kind of have to be a little bit more on the techie side and know what you're getting into. And then that way you can get the absolute most out of these that you possibly can. Next up, you have to set up your router and all other settings from scratch. Now, whenever you get rid of your current router, that means that you're going to have all your port forwarding, all your UDP settings for your game consoles. A lot of that stuff can't carry over to your mesh system. So you're going to have to set everything up from scratch. So if there's something that you didn't, you, you may want to go ahead and look at every setting that you have in your current router before you switch. So you know how to set it up whenever everything comes up. So that's just something that you might want to look into before you actually pull a trigger and start setting one of these up. Next up, the further from your modem you get, the longer your latency and your internet speed is going to be, the lower your internet speed is going to be. Now, I know the coverage is going to be there. The signal is going to be there. But the signal from your phone to that node has to go all the way back to that central node, then to the modem. So if it has to bounce to a couple of different nodes first and then go out before it hits the Internet, your latency is going to be affected. It's just because there are so many hops that it has to take before it gets gets out of your house and goes to the internet so that's just kind of you know that's that it is what it is but if you have a lot of nodes usually when you get up upwards of five or six of these they spread out enough to where the latency issue really isn't that much of an issue because whatever traffic that you're putting on it can actually take different routes so because all these nodes talk and know how fast, you know, each one is, is working, how much load each one has, it can take a different route to make sure that, you know, your traffic doesn't get hung up and get and the latency goes up. So that way you won't have your videos buffering on YouTube or your game stuttering on Xbox or anything like that. So it's. It is kind of a, a weird thing with those, like the more you have, the better the latency is because there's more paths to take for the information. So no, you don't get bogged down in one spot. Next up is adding more nodes is going to be expensive. So like I said, most of these systems start out at two to three hundred dollars for, you know, two to three nodes as just a setup, you know, for to start. But if you have to add extra nodes or anything like that in there, you're talking 160 to 300 dollars for just one more node so it kind of depends on what model and different things like that i actually have the top ones from cnet that i'm going to talk about at the end of the podcast today and i do have the pricing if they if i found any on additional nodes so i'll have that in there with it so if you do have something that you need to get an extra one that way you kind of be abreast of the price before you jump into that and no, looks like, you know, okay, this is going to cost me an extra 200 bucks here, you know, on top of the cost of the actual system itself. Next up is you might not have all the advanced features of a normal router because a lot of these mesh systems are only first or second generation. Most of these don't have the full fleshed out feature set that a normal router would have. They'll have, a, you know, a decent bit of the the main stuff but whenever you start getting into the nitty-gritty stuff like 
setting your own DNS address or setting up, you know, something, something along that line It's just set doing little things like that, that you might use in your network all the time. You might not have that feature on a mesh router because they don't support it yet because this te technology is still fairly new. It's been out in the commercial space forever, but they don't use just the single, you know, node like what these are. These, they use different, different access points with controllers and different things like that. So things can be programmed to where they work like they're supposed to. So these are in, in effect, a lot more sophisticated than that. So just so you know, you may have to sacrifice some features if you want to go into this. One of those features may be that you only have a 2.4 gigahertz network. Some of these have dual band radios, okay? They will run on 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. And the only bad part is you may only be able to use the 2.4 because the 5 gigahertz band that these have is used to communicate with each other, not for your devices. So you may only get 300 megs of download speed, give or take, on a 2.4 gigahertz network that you would normally get you know, eight or 900 meg on a five gigahertz network because that five gigahertz network is used as a backbone between the nodes. So just that's, that's something else that you could, you know, kind of be put into whenever you're getting one of these systems. Next up is no mixing of brands with nodes. So say you start off with a set of Netgear and you only have two of them. You can't get a Orbi or an Eero or, you know, something like that, a different name brand than what you have and just add it in like you can with the Internet of Things, you know, the IoT devices, your smart home stuff. You can't use and mix and match different brands. It has to be the same thing. It also has to be the same speed. So if you have, say, an, an AC 1200 uh, wireless mesh system, you can't get a AC 2000 mesh system you know uh node and have it work with that ac 1200 system it has to be the same thing i wish they would make it to where you can mix and match so that way you can put faster ones in areas that are more high traffic than not but being that like i said these things are still kind of first or second generation so they hadn't built into that kind of thing yet but that may be something they show they come up with in the future but for right now you can't do it and last, nodes have a much higher workload due to not only the traffic that you put on it, but also the communication with other nodes in the network. So not only could your traffic be the one that slows down, but it can also slow down everything if there's a lot of traffic and crosstalk going on between the different nodes. So that's why they, most of those use a 5 gigahertz band, because they need that higher higher speed to be able to process everything and send out that signal and be able to get you your internet like you're supposed like you're used to so because they do that they do sometimes pull in a little bit more power than normal so you may end up having a they may be a little more power hungry than you think especially being a lot of these are fairly small devices you know less than the size of a book that might be something to look to also look into too, but that may be one of the causes of your latency if you're having any issues.
So now we ran through a couple of pros and cons, just a couple of general tips on not not only mesh Wi-Fi systems, but just routers in general. Uh, you want to know how large of an area you want to cover with your Wi-Fi. That way, you know, if you have to purchase extra nodes or not, each one, you know, it kind of, it, and this is the, the only bad part about this. Even the coverage that they say is going to be done that they can get is going to be under ideal conditions. So no matter what you read on the box, cut off about a third. <laughs> so if it says it'll reach 150 feet, cut off a third of that and you, you, you'll be, be fairly close. Okay. So just kind of know that going in there, that's how they market things with ideal conditions and ideal setups. There are no such things in real life. So next up, it, make sure you have an idea where you want to place your node. So you want to walk the house, see where you would like to put them, not only where you would like to put them as far as placement in the room, but which rooms you think would get the best coverage, which ones would most likely be used for, you know, for that kind of thing. And you want to make sure you have an outlet that's available for, for it to, to get to. You need power for these things. So you want to make sure you have an available outlet. Next up, you want to research what features you need. You want to look for a system that has features that you use on a daily basis. If you have things that need port forwarding, but the system doesn't support that, look for a different one. You know, it, some of them may say, okay, you know, some of these features are going to be upcoming. If you can't set it up today, I would look, look elsewhere and <laughs> try, you know, just go for a different one. Because if you're going to set this up, there's no point in not having it set up to where you like it and you need it, you know, right now. You also want to make sure you check your client count. We got a lot of connected devices nowadays, especially with smart home stuff. Make sure the system can handle the amount of clients that you're going to have on it. So if you have a lot of clients on the network, you know, the more you have on there, the more traffic there is, the more it has a chance to bog down. So make sure you check and see how many clients you can have on there at one time. Like I said, I'm, I have a very tech heavy house at this point and I'm pushing, I think 32 or 33 different smart devices in my home and I'm on one router, but I'm on a seriously crazy router right now. It's a RAX 50. So it's a AX Wi-Fi, you know, from Netgear, and it handles it like a breeze. Now, whether or not I would do good with a mesh system with mine, I don't think I would be able to do it with one of the cheaper options because I think that would get bogged down with everything that I have. But you know, one of the some one of the more the pricier options, the the AX Wi-Fi ones, I might be able to get away with that. But for me, the size of my home, I don't have to worry about it because that one that one router covers everything, and I really don't need to. I, I don't I don't have the space, and I don't have the need for a mesh system. Next up, the nodes are going to be closer than you think to be efficient. Like I said, all of these nodes talk to each other and they all talk back to the central main node, you know, that you have by your by your modem. So they're going to be a little bit closer than you think, because a lot of these talk on the five gigahertz band. That five gigahertz band doesn't really reach out as far as the two point four gigahertz band does. And if you put a couple of walls in front of it, that kills the signal about by half. So you're going to be look if you have a large home, by the time you get a couple of rooms over, you're going to need to put a new one. So the 
The five gigahertz band does not travel well at all through objects, not only through walls, but especially if you have walls with electrical and um, plumbing in them. It definitely does not like going through that very well. So that's something else you might want to look into. And last but not least, you want to place the nodes high. You want to put them at least chest level or higher, preferably chest or eye level up on a bookshelf or something along that line. Nodes, just like most of the regular normal routers, they send their signal straight out, but also straight out and kind of at a shallow angle. So these things go basically straight out or straight out and kind of down a little bit. So if you, the lower you put these things, you're not going to be doing yourself any favors connecting your devices. You're not going to be getting the signal strength that you could be getting if you placed it high. You place it high, you're good. If you go low, then basically all your Wi-Fi signal is going straight to the floor and it does nothing to you. Keep them about chest level, maybe higher. If you can get it higher than that, that's great. For regular routers, I would suggest putting them on a top or second shelf of a bookshelf if you have one. I know mine is about a foot, of, eh, about, a, about two and a half feet from the ceiling, judging from what I can see here sitting here recording this. So I know mine is fairly high and I really have no coverage issues at all. Mine reaches well out into the front yard, all the way out into the backyard. I have no issues with coverage. So now let's get into the top mesh systems that they have available today. And this list is courtesy of CNET. If you want to go and check out any of these, I do have links uh, to these to where you can go ahead and go look at them and see them and possibly purchase. So we'll get started with number one, and it's going to be the Google Nest Wi-Fi. You get two nodes for $269. These come with the uh, Google Home Assistant built into them with the speaker. So not only are you getting Wi-Fi, but you're also getting the Google Assistant uh, speakers as well. So you can do just about anything you can do with one of the Google Home Minis or the Google Nest Mini like I'm giving away. It also does your Wi-Fi on top of that. Now, if you want to do another node, if you want to get another one for better coverage, that will cost you an additional 169 bucks. Next up at number two is the Eero Pro 6. This is a Wi-Fi 6 uh, Wi-Fi mesh setup, and you get three nodes for $599. Now, like I said, this is not going to be cheap if you do decide to do these. Any additional nodes are going to be 269 bucks, but for the ease of use and the fact that these are actually Wi-Fi 6 and not uh, regular Wi-Fi 5 like we've been seeing, AC Wi-Fi. You really can't get too much better than these. They're fast. They're very stable, easy to set up. And for especially for Wi-Fi 6, you really can't beat the price very much. Number three is going to be the Netgear Orbi AX6000. These are going to be two nodes for 700 bucks or they actually have a three pack for a thousand. Now, by far, when CNET did the testing on these, these were by far the best covered and fastest that they tested. So if you want the absolute best of the best, at least for right now, these are gonna be it. But unfortunately, you're gonna pay for the privilege. Number four is gonna be the Asus Zen Wi-Fi AX. These are, they're more cost-efficient Wi-Fi 6, uh, mesh Wi-Fi system and these are two nodes for 450 bucks uh, according to the website 
These were, again, very good speeds, very good coverage, and worked pretty much flawlessly out the box. And they're a lot better value than the Orbi system that I just talked about. The Orbi was faster. So, like I said, if you want fast, go Orbi. If you want stable but still a good value, Asus may be a good choice for you. Now, on their value side, they did they do have a Orbi AC1200 mesh Wi-Fi system. So this is AC Wi-Fi, it's Wi-Fi 5, three nodes for 200 bucks. I did find the link for it, but the only bad thing is Best Buy is sold out, at least at the time of this recording. So I don't know if these are going to be ones that are phased out to get to the AX Wi-Fi versions or not. But for right now, they're out of stock. They did have an, a link on there to notify it whenever they do come back in stock. So they just may be out right now. But again, these are going to be the Wi-Fi 5 for very good coverage, had very, very easy to use and were fast enough for, you know, them during their, te their testing. This was one of the systems that had five gigahertz, but only for that backbone between the nodes and only had 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi. So if you look for this, this one, that is going to be one of them things that you're kind of stuck with that you won't have five gigahertz. So just be aware of it. But like I said, for three nodes for 200 bucks is not a bad deal. And it actually considering most of the mesh Wi-Fi systems out there, that's actually a very good deal. So there you have it. That is the entirety of season five. Thank you all for listening. I do appreciate you. I hope everybody has a great holiday coming up. Great new year. And I will be back again on January 12th with all new episodes, the start of season six. I hope to see you there. But before I get going, I'd like to paraphrase Albert Hubbard, like I always end every one of the podcasts, technology is the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. I hope to see you back here again in January whenever I get back for the beginning of season six. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you next time on Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.